God is good, isn't he? You ever feel like, however, you've been in a lifelong battle? Or at least a very long battle? I mean, if you raise your hand, if I would ask you to raise your hand and don't, uh, I think all of us could, could agree that the last two years have been like one long battle. And some of you have been dealing with things for a lifetime. Um, someone once said, however, that you're either in the middle of a battle, you're coming out of a battle, or you're about to go into a battle. Isn't that true? Mm. It seems like we're always, uh, like there's always some kind of fight. You're fighting to pay the bills. You're fighting to, uh, uh, you're fighting an ongoing addiction. You can't seem to overcome. Or you're fighting to keep your kids on track or your grandkids on track. You're fighting for your marriage or you're fighting to stay sane in the crazy world that we live in today. Sometimes we just get worn, worn down. We're worn down. Uh, we, fight, we fight doubt, uh, discouragement, depression. Sometimes it just feels like everything that happens to us every day long is just a battle. But I want to share with you a scripture from Psalm chapter 20. King David was going into a fight. And I believe that these words in this this psalm, uh, as as David was preparing for this fight, I believe that these words, they might become your words. And my prayer is that they would become your words, that they would help you and encourage you in your faith this morning. David said in Psalm 20, verse 7, right before the battle, he said, Some... Everybody say some. Some. He said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know about me that there are some times that I'm the sum. Hmm. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, and I'm often the sum. Because often I find myself trusting in what I can see, and, and because that, that makes more sense to me. Sometimes what I can see as, as I go into battle... It's, it's easier to trust in war horses or, you know, in, 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 in some other plan than in the God that you cannot see. You guys are being quiet today. Is this too real? I mean, sometimes it's easier putting, putting it into our context to trust in our knowledge. Or some trust in knowledge. Some trust in experience. Some trust in, in, in money in the bank. Some trust in the illusion that we have some type of control. And sometimes I'm part of that sum. I often trust in what I can see more than I might trust in God that I can't see. 
And what encourages me so much about, about David isn't, isn't just his faith where he boldly says, but we trust in the Lord our God. Just It's not his faith that is encouraging to me. It's not just his faith, but honestly, it's his faith after doubt. Because the same guy who said some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the Lord, he was the guy who also asked these questions in Psalm 13. He said, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with these thoughts day after day and have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? At one point, David says, as you read the Psalms, can I really trust God? And in other times, later on, he says, I trust him with all my heart. So today we're going to talk about how we can grow from I'm not sure I can really trust God to the point of saying, with all my heart, I know I do. And the title for today's today's message is, Why Should I Trust God? We're going to dive into God's Word, and I believe we're going to get a word from the Lord to speak to us today. So how do you go from going where I'm not sure I can trust God to I know I can trust him. We're going to dig into that for in a minute here. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we praise you and thank you, Lord God, for today. God, we, we just want to honor you this morning. And as we dig into your word, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts and show us how We need to trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Try to help with my voice this morning. So how do you go from, I don't know if I can trust God to, man, I, I, I know I can trust him with all my heart. How do you go from one to the other? Well, it's pretty simple, but it's not easy. It's really like three steps. You, sur- uh, you question, you pray, and you surrender. You question, you pray, and you surrender. So the first thing that you do is you question. And what I mean by this is you question God. I know some of you say, well, well, wait a minute. It's it's, it's okay to question God. And some of you think, man, Pastor, it's like, is this theologically sound? Does Pastor Mike really know what he's talking about? How many of you have ever been told, never question God? Never question God. He knows what he's doing. Can you question God? Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, you can question God. I believe that God can can handle any question that you bring to him. It's not like you're going to ask him a question one day and he's going to go, wait, 
I never thought of that. Ooh. I look at it like this way. If I see David being able to question God, a man who is after God's own heart, so can we. Someone said we're closer to God when we're asking questions than when we think we hold all the answers. Let me say that again. We are closer to God when we're asking questions than we think than when we think we have all the answers. We're closer to him when we're asking questions. This is what if you if you, if you look in Mark 9, this is and I preached about this a couple weeks ago. This is exactly what this hurting dad did. If you remember the story, the story was the, the little boy was 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 possessed by a demon and, and he was being cast in by the by the demon into the fire and into the water and and you know the, he just couldn't do anything with this son and he was concerned that this demon was trying to kill him and, and the disciples, you know, they were the ones that tried to they cast out and, and they just couldn't do it and and uh, so this dad asked Jesus to, to cast out the demon and, and uh, Jesus asked him a question or, or he uh, let me, when the dad tells Jesus that the evil spirit did this it often throws him into the fire or the water to kill him here's where he asks the question here's where this dad asks the question but if you can do anything take pity on us and help us excuse me if you can do anything, he's questioning Jesus. Jesus, if you can do anything, help us. So what, what, what do you do if you're wondering why? Ask God why. If you don't know what to do, ask God for wisdom. If you're hurting, cast your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. For, for you. And I promise you, God would rather... That you run to him with your questions than to run from him with your doubts. God would rather you come to him with the question than for you to walk away doubting who he is. He wants to be close to you and he can handle your questions. So you question God and then you pray. Look, look at the text there. Okay? If you can... And he, Jesus looks at him like, what do you think? If you can, if I can. It's like, Jesus is about to ask, ask him a question. So I was like, what, what do you mean if I can? Jesus says, everything is possible for one who believes. So the guy asked the question. He questioned Jesus. Jesus says everything is possible for those who believe. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed. Now watch this. He says, Here's the prayer. He says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. There's the question. There's the prayer. The dad is struggling. He asks the question. 
Help me. Help me. I want to believe. I I, kind of believe, but I want to believe more. Help me with my unbelief. The dad questioned, then he prayed, and then God delivered his son and built his faith. So how did Jesus respond? Did Jesus respond to the father and say, okay, uh, you're not quite there yet. Come back when you're prepared, uh, when you have all the faith you need. Did he say, okay, you know, you got you gotta pray more, or you, you gotta you gotta go to synagogue more or, or or what? How did Jesus respond? Come back to me when you have that mustard seed of faith. Just a mustard seed. No, that's not what he said. Jesus acknowledged the dead question. He he heard the dad's prayer. And then he cast out the demon and built the dad's faith. How good is Jesus? Jesus is so good that he hears our prayers. So what do you, what do, you do when you find it hard to trust God? That God that we can't see. When you face a problem you don't understand, you question, you pray, and then you surrender. You surrender to him. Now you might be thinking, surrender sounds like giving up. It's just like, you know, I give up. That's not what surrender actually means. So let's look at what the word surrender actually means. It means that you choose to trust God. Even when you don't understand, you choose to trust him. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. The middle part gets my attention. It says, Scripture tells us not to lean on our own understanding. That's the problem, our own understanding. The problem with your understanding is that it's limited. The problem with my understanding is I don't know everything. I'm limited. I only have a limited amount of understanding. You don't believe me? I'll put it to you this way. Have you ever done something that you were sure was a good idea? And it turned out to be the most stupidest thing you've ever done. You're all shaking your head yes. I don't need to go any further. I don't need to bring up any examples. You know. Yeah. We've all done that, right? Now there's some... Some ideas that that people thought were pretty good. One of them was cat wigs. Yeah, you look at cat wigs. Yeah, somebody thought cat wigs would be a good idea. Or fluff and puff. Fluff and puff is a, a thing for your dog that fluffs its hair, all of this. Yeah, dumb idea. But we know what we're talking about here. We've all been there. I won't won't tell you the other one that I have here. Now you're all curious, right? Yeah. Here's here's the last one I'll tell you. Potty putt-putt. Somebody actually thought it was a good idea to be able to play a little bit of miniature golf in the bathroom. Good idea if it worked, right? 
The problem is, it's with our understanding is limited. Scripture tells us, do not lean on what is limited. Do not lean on our own understanding. Lean into what God's Word says. Trust in Him. Choose to trust even though you don't understand the details. Now, the Hebrew word for trust is really important. The Hebrew word for trust is betak. Probably saying that wrong, but hey, it's B. E-T-A-C-H. Here's what the word actually means. It means to stretch out, to lie face down before God. This word represents a servant waiting for the master's will or command. When you trust, you surrender to the will of the master. This is you waiting. You're waiting on God to show you instructions, to speak to you so that you know what your next step is going to be. And he's making that straight for you. You're waiting on the master's command. You're completely surrendered to him. You're not going to move unless he tells you to move. So how does that look like practically? What does it mean to trust in the Lord with all our hearts? Now let's, first let's uh, remember what it's not. Trusting God does not mean you always get what you want. Trusting God does not mean that you always get what you want. God, I pray that you do this for me. I'm trusting you for this. Well, that'd be great if we're leaning on our own understanding and we have complete understanding. Trusting God does not mean that you're going to get exactly what you mean. I mean, come on. If When my kids were growing up, if I gave everything that they asked me for, if I gave them everything that they wanted from me, uh, that wouldn't be very wise. I wouldn't be a very good father, would it? If I gave everything that they wanted, why would I do that? I don't do it because I know better than that. Right? God doesn't always give us what we, what we want. God knows what we need more than, uh, more than uh, he cares to give you what you want. Trusting God means that no matter what happens, you believe that God loves you and he's still working for your good. It's his character. It's his nature. It's his goodness. He loves you. He's working all things together for your good. Romans chapter 8 verse 23 says, And we all and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So how do you trust in a God that you can't see? You question, you pray, and you surrender. Can you say that with me? You question, you pray, you surrender. This is what this is what David did. He questioned God, where are you? One he prayed, he says, one thing I ask is that I would dwell in your house, the house of the Lord forever. Then he trusted God. He said, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. This is what the dad did. 
Jesus, can you do anything? He prayed, help me with my unbelief. I want to believe. And then he surrendered. He trusted God and God built his faith. This is what Jesus did. Jesus was on the cross. He questioned. When God the Father turned his face from him, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus questioned the Father there. Why have you forsaken me? He prayed, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he surrendered. He died on the cross. He gave up his life. But then three days later, the stone was rolled away. He wasn't there. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he wiped our sins away. Question. Pray. And surrender. You choose to trust God no matter what. You trust God with all your heart. And you don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways you acknowledge Him and He directs your path. He makes your path straight. It's the path. We're all walking on this path. We're all on a faith journey. Somewhere on that journey. And I know some of you right now, you can't see the path. You can't see the path. Because... Trust isn't passive. Trust is active. You, trust isn't something you decide in your heart and it stays there. Trust is active. It's something that you have to do time and time and time again. You have to actively trust God. You have to actively fall on your face before Him and wait for His instruction. Wait on His commands. Let me show you how you can do this in a practical way. Go back to the question. How how can you grow in trusting God, a God that you cannot see? It's hard. But let's, let's, let's face it, so many of us are feeling moments of complete darkness. I mean, this pandemic that we hopefully we're getting through... This pandemic has brought deep thoughts about our future. This this pandemic has brought a, a lot of isolation and loneliness and hopelessness. A lot of people are struggling. Where is God? Why would God allow this? How do you trust God when you, when, you, when you want to get married and, and, and there's no godly prospects out there, or maybe you're trying to save your marriage, but you feel like you're the only one fighting, how do you trust God when you have way more bills than income? You've prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing changes. Maybe you're just fearful of the world that, that the kids are growing up in right now. Or maybe you're gripped with fear That maybe you'll get sick. Life feels dark. The world seems obscure. The future seems bleak. 
See, while it's hard to trust God when you can't see Him, it's easier to trust God when you know Him. And how do you know God? The way you know God is through His Word. The, the psalmist said in the Scripture, that your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you can't see the path, read God's Word. Because His Word is the light for our path. When you feel darkness around you, you lean upon the truth that God's Word will show you the next step in faith. When you feel like anxiety is making it so that it's hard to breathe, Scripture says the Spirit of God has, has made me and the breath of Almighty gives me life. You can stand on the truth of the Word of God. When it feels like you're drowning in waves of depression, it's important to remember that Scripture says when you pass through the rivers, through the waters, I will be with you and you will not be swept over by them. When you feel weak and you feel like you're ready to throw in the towel, Isaiah tells us, But they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you feel like sadness and sorrow seems to never end, Scripture reminds you, weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Look, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future, and it's God. And no matter what someone needs to hear this right now, no matter what dark path you're on, you can step boldly into a bright future that God has for you. So how do you surrender? How do you choose to trust God one step at a time? You, one truth at a time. One word from God at a time. So as Christ's followers, we build our trust in God by questioning by praying, and by surrendering to the truth of God's Word. So why would we trust a God that we can't see? Because He's the only one that's faithful. He's the only one that's consistent. He's the only one that's steady. He's the only one working all things for your good. Because some trust in chariots. Our bank accounts. Some procedure for our, you know, from the doctor. Or maybe some medicine. Some in horses. And what the government can do for us. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in what God says. Here's here's the important thing to remember. God gave man chariots to use. God allowed man to tame the horses to use them. See, God gave us doctors. God gave us medicine. God gave us these things to help us. But where's your trust? Where's your trust? 
Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that even when we don't fully understand everything, we know that we can trust you because you love us and you proved your love toward us in that while we were still sinners, while we were fighting against you, while we were doing our own thing without you in our minds at all, while we were doing what was right in our sight, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. That Jesus, Son of God, came to earth to take the wrath the punishment for our sin as he died on the cross. Lord, if we can trust you for salvation, we can trust you for anything. Because you have plans for us. You have good things in store for us. So even in the midst of everything that was going on in our lives, Lord God, we know that we can trust you because you love us. We thank you, Lord, for that. Father, I pray for your people this morning. Lord, we as human beings are frail. We don't have it all together. We don't know all the answers. Our understanding is limited. And Father, sometimes we trust in the chariots and in the horses. Sometimes we trust in our own plans and in our own ways. But God, I pray that in the middle of our need and in the middle of our questions, Lord God, that we would pray to you and we would surrender to your will. Help us to lean not on our own understanding, but realize, Lord God, that you are sovereign. That you are ruler over everything. Father, give us the the strength and the peace to trust in the God who loves us so much. Thank you, Lord. As you continue praying this morning, 
You may say, Pastor Mike, I have no idea how to trust God. I don't even know God. And if that's you this morning, whether you're watching us online or here in the room, you say, I have a problem because I don't know God. Let me set your heart, give you some peace in your heart. God knows you. And he loves you. And if you want to have a relationship with him, you have to admit that you're a sinner and you need forgiveness. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died on the cross for you. And you need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and ask him, forgive you so this morning if you would like to step in towards that having faith in God and trusting God that's your first step and if that's you this morning would you pray this prayer with me just pray this prayer with me as you bow your heads and say God I need you I need to trust you I know that I'm a sinner in need of salvation. I need your forgiveness. And I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he's your son. That he died on the cross for me. Would you forgive me? Make me a new person. Help me to turn from my sin and turn to you. Give me that life that you have for me. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Father, I pray for those who believe in you, Lord God. You took that step of faith, Lord God say they need you. I pray, Lord God, that you would meet them where they are and help them grow. Father, give them a desire to read your word and to pray. And Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before uh, we're dismissed today, I want to... uh, Thank you for this morning. Um, Just being here. Amen. Seeing all your smiling faces, those of you. But the faithfulness that I, I, I get encouragement when I see your faces. Amen. So let me pray for you here real quick. And we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you, Lord God, for everything that you've done for us. Father, we thank you that even though we don't have complete understanding, Lord God, that our understanding is limited, we know that when we trust in you, you, Lord God, 
would make our path straight. Give us light for that path. You would give us the direction that we need. So, Father, this morning and through this week, help us, Lord God, to see the path that you've laid out for us. And the things that you have for us to do, that when we do them, others can see them and give you glory and honor. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.